You know, it's surprising noting that they do have like some historic connection to C9. Nobody ever called them the little brother. But right now, right now, Uh, I think it's fair to say you can call (laughs) Cloud9 daddy. Welcome to a new episode of Be a Fan. We are excited to bring in a guest to really give us the essence of what it truly means to be a fan of a team. Of course, we are also the fan of the player. We are here to celebrate the one and only the number one team currently in the LCS after the first round robin has ended after Super Week. Who knew that the last team standing at the top, sole team standing at the top would be FlyQuest? The team that nobody gave a chance after what happened in summer came in with this new group trying to formulate everything. But we'll have a lot to talk about tonight. And so with me, it's co-host Andrea and our super fan guest, Noxwar. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a heck of a start to them. So as a Fly fan, uh, I've been kind of just riding the high train and it's been good. Um, how have you guys been? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm. <laughs> I mean, you must be having a really good time now, Square. After that summer, I gotta say, you must uh, be feeling pretty good yes. right now. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it feels a lot better after this past summer for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we can go into that later, but uh, for the time being, I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying the wins as they come in. Yeah. As for me, you know, Prime, I've, I've, I've had 18, a team that disappeared. Um, oh, that's true. So now I'm a fan of the whole region, and I want <laughs> you to all to be a fan of the players and teams. Yeah, I have, I'm teamless, so to speak, but maybe I'm a fan of all of them. But certainly, I am. I've, I think I've said this before. I, I may be a you know a closeted FlyQuest fan, so this would be a very exciting episode to kind of touch base Wait, on that. Prime, so it's been fun to watch. Died. You know, the comeback of Did Inspired. You? <laughs> you know, the 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 comeback of Weepo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Both of our teams. The, yes. Does that not bode well for me being on this podcast then? Or <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> um, do I do I need to go? No, 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 no. You no, are no. immune. <laughs> don't worry about you, it. Don't worry about it. You are immune. You have been in several of my iterations of podcasting. You know, FlyQuest survives out of all the teams true, true, out true, there, true. right? Okay, so we should be safe then. All right. You know, what? I'm gonna. I don't know if you can hear this, but that's uh, knocking on a little bit of wood. Just in case. <laughs> And they will consider you to survive. And wood, tree, fly quest. That's the connection right there. Yes, sir. Tonight, we are going to get you excited uh, of why you should be cheering for this team. Not just because they are having success, immediate success right now. They've had a long history of just being part of the LCS organization. Well, I would say long, but... I'm inviting you here, Knox, to tell us a little bit about this team and then how you became a fan. And then we'll dive into talking about the player of the week, who also happens to be 
part of FlyQuest. So everything's coming together in this episode. Yeah, it's uh, it, it all ends at Busio. That, that's that's what the takeaway here. <laughs> um, so the, the history of FlyQuest, just really fast. Uh, I, I guess for people who aren't really uh, weren't following back in twenty eight or in twenty seventeen when a franchise system and the end of promotions uh, occurred. Um, FlyQuest originally was from Cloud9 Challengers, uh, like the, their tier, tier 2 team, right? And so that consisted of uh, basically some of the old Cloud9 squad from like the early days of 2013-2014. And uh, they came in the league and uh, they rebranded to FlyQuest once they promoted up. And then franchising hit and they became an actual league or uh, actual and I'll be honest, uh, I really wasn't following around that time just to do how busy my due to how busy my life was. And I'm I'm sad to say this, but uh, I may or may not have been a little bit of a TSM fan at that current point in time. It's not the wait, proudest moment do... ever. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. It <laughs> is what it Jeez. is. Um, wait, wait, wait. Were you a TSM fan when they got knocked out of playoffs? Yeah, I, I was. That's... I was a TSM fan from That's 2012 <laughs> till through 2017. Oh, okay, to 2017. Okay. Yeah, through, only to 2017. Um, okay. uh, after that, uh, after the fiasco of Reggie kicking double lift and all that shenanigans and importing uh, Zven and Miffy, I was uh, yeah, this not too, incident. Yeah, I, I was not too happy. Just, and so uh, 2018 rolled around, and that was still the Cloud9 squad under the FlyQuest brand. And my life, was I was graduating college and life things, right? And so I didn't really follow. 2019 things slowed down for me and I needed a new team and um lo and behold Trisha Segita came in and oh, this true. wonderful wonderful woman uh really began changing this org around because for people who don't know uh this was a bit of a meme org they were known as the Snickers org because their only branding partnership they had was Snickers, Snickers. the candy bar so they, yeah. they were the Snickers org um there's still a little bit of history in the FlyQuest Discord if anyone's in there. Um, we have a lol Snickers uh, emote where it's Total Biscuit's face with a Snickers bar coming out of his mouth. So <laughs> if you ever want that emote, hop in there. Um, but anyway, yeah, Trisha Segita came in, really started changing the brand of the uh, team around. Uh, a lot of awesome like initiatives, uh, the whole showcase greatness, uh, charity events, so on and so forth. And it was she made it so easy to be. Um, and on top of that, they had players I really liked at the time in Wild Turtle, Santorin, Flame. Um, and then you go to 2020, and this org, I think everyone fell in love with the org back in 2020, right? Because they were these, mm -hmm. just, this underdog group. And mm -hmm. they made this huge run to Worlds, and everyone was just so happy and proud of them. And then they ended up going taking a game off of top esports in their group. And it, just, it was like, dang, you guys did NA proud. No one expected you to ever get this far. And then, you also uh, have the Sequest jersey, by the way. <laughs> oh, I do have this. Yeah, the Sequest jersey. Uh, still, I, in my opinion, the best FlyQuest. I uh -huh. love that. Um, so yeah, I, I guess the way I would put it to kind of start wrapping it up, just so I don't go on too long. Is you had like th you have like three different eras. You had the Snickers Org era from like 2017 through 2018, mm -hmm. and like maybe half of 2019 while Trisha was getting things set up. And then you would have the Showcase Greatness era, which was Trisha Trisha's org, right? And that was like 2019 through 2021, like halfway through 2022. And then starting halfway through 2022, um, you have the Papa Smith era, right? Mm, and yes. I understand like Papa Smith, he didn't really come in until 2023. But the back half of 2022, uh, Trisha ended up leaving. Michael ended up leaving. A lot of very important figures in the flight mm -hmm. list during that era ended up leaving. And so 2023 comes in, Papa Smithy uh, takes over as CGO or Chief Gaming Officer of FlyQuest, uh, or another term for it would be like he is the president of FlyQuest. Um, 
So having said that, uh, this is a new era. This is a brand new era. Uh, lots of new staff, all new players, all new coaches. Um, and so I think now, if you weren't encapsulated with uh, any of the other previous gener- eras of FlyQuest, this is a brand new era. For you. In which case, there's new opportunities that are going to continue to rising. Uh, I made a comment on Hotline League, the only time I've ever been on Hotline League, uh, to Papa Smith and Travis and Mark, that Papa Smithy is going to try and make FlyQuest a household name, similar a la to your Cloud Nines at the time. And so uh, that is something the org is currently striving to do right now. Uh, they have very, very big initiatives. They have very, very big goals. Uh, they're lofty goals, but um, they're ambitious, right? And so I think if you want to be a fan, this org is going to continue to grow. And they're also looking to experiment in various different ways. And so maybe something they do may end up catching your eye. So just something to keep an eye on for the time being. Um, you never know what they're going to do or who they're going to bring on. Who knows? Maybe you'll end up being a fan because of something they end up doing. And of course, this this franchise, right? They have this upward momentum. They, they do, are doing things that are fundamentally sound, in my opinion, in how they keep engagement. They, they're doing contents. They're doing really amazing jerseys throughout the years. I have one. I won one on the Twitter contest congrats yes and and it's like proudly oh, hanging nice. there I, I dare not wear it because it has all the, the 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 autographs from some other players there so it's a beautiful beautiful jersey um remind me because i know this franchise was tied with the milwaukee Bucks. is that still the case no actually you you raise ah. a good point um so mm, part of this new sure. era that I, I i failed to mention was um while papa smithy did not come in until 2023 um, the big thing that kicked off Papa Smithy coming in uh, was halfway through 2022, the Milwaukee Bucks decided to end their partnership with mm. FlyQuest. And in turn, the Viola family, uh, for the people who don't know, this is like the family that is an owner of the NHL team, the Florida Panthers. Ah. Hockey for people who don't know the mm-hmm. NHL. Um, and so they own the Florida Panthers and they partner with FlyQuest. And they came in with a lot, lot of funding. And so FlyQuest is currently using this funding to really try ex- expand and stamp their uh, footprint on the scene, right? On the forefront of people's minds. So that's kind of the other thing that kicked off this third era of FlyQuest. See, that's important information, especially for people who, do, who are just getting into the league scene. And, you know, when you bring your both worlds of your traditional sports and esports into being, which team should I be a fan of? Well, they have a, you know, a, a history with the Milwaukee Bucks, who is an amazing team right now. They haven't been for a long time, for those who actually know NBA. And um, and now Florida Panthers, who have a surging few couple of years. I, might, I probably need to get some people here excited down here because this Florida Panthers hockey, it's a fairly new, exciting thing for the Miami people down here in South Florida. Wonderful. And there is... Potential. It's a boom. I, I constantly feel like every year they find some ways to make their brand more and more exciting. And I like it. I like it that they want to be you know, known as part of like as big as the 100 Thieves, as LCS uh, brand. So at what point you mentioned like 2017 was around when you started to, to, to kind of uh, look for a team. What? Uh, oh, wait, you already mentioned Trisha and the, the excitement there. Yeah, but what yeah. was your most memorable year out of all of them? I know we have still have a great history. I mean, a great uh, present to land on. But what was the moment that really where you connected with this franchise? 
Um, for me, it was <laughs> so I was a big Santorin fan, right? Because and mm. this is where my TSM fandom came in back in the day. Was um, I was a Santorin fan back in season five when he was on TSM, wow. when he IEM Worlds, and so him and Turtle were always two of my favorite players. And so 2019, when they came together as a squad on FlyQuest, um, it really caught my interest. I wasn't quite sold on them yet because at the time they were still kind of known as the meme org, like the Snickers <laughs> org, and I was like, I don't know if I want to follow these guys, even if I do layers, right? <laughs> but um, what really cemented it for me was there was an interview with Santorin when FlyQuest was entering the playoffs and they had to play Golden Guardian. And uh, Santorin had been just having a rough, rough time post-TSM. He'd gone back to Europe for a while, didn't receive there. He'd bounced around in the Challengers League for a little while, uh, unable to promote at all. And so finally, uh, FlyQuest took a chance on him, brought him onto the team. They made playoffs, and there was an interview with him. He, he like got teary-eyed. He got really emotional. He was just like, I'm just so happy I was given the chance again to show my potential, to be able to show that I can be a good player, that I can bring into success. And then FlyQuest ended up going on to beat Golden Guardian in five, like super close game five, right? And it was just like, for me, that was what's like, okay. The fact that FlyQuest, I don't, I didn't know who the staff were at the time. I didn't know who Trisha was at the time. I didn't know Nick Fan at the time. Mm. I just, I knew it was like, okay, someone on this org decided to give one of my favorite players a chance. They let that man actually be able to carry them to round two appearance of the playoffs. And so mm. for me, that was what really, was like, okay, I'm going to go be a FlyQuest fan. I got, I got to go into 2020, and then they had that awesome year, and then 2021 started, and um, COVID unfortunately wrecked the team a little bit, but I had already been sold enough on how awesome the org was that that was when I decided to make my leap into making content about it. Wow, that's awesome to hear. And this is how we get connected, right? First, uh, there's some storylines and, and things that allow us to feel closer to not just the player, but to the team as well. And this is a great, fantastic segue, too, because I know 2021, Andrea, you, you, you're you played a part in a little bit of dabbling, rooting for FlyQuest due to a certain yeah. player as well. Can you tell so us like, a little bit about that? I actually remember the first thing I saw. I actually just came back to me when we were talking about this, but like, in Oxford Night, I was on EGFan. Noxor was a FlyQuest fan, and yeah, yeah, there was yeah, this yeah, sort of rivalry yeah, that was... Yeah, you, you and I had some fun banter. <laughs> we we had some fun banter, and I always wanted to like have that rivalry between the good and the evil orc, right? Because I remember that one of the first things I watched when I came back to esports was this video with Obi Lee that she did for the Evil Geniuses versus FlyQuest, where she's like behaving evil and then, then taking care of some plants. Do you remember that video, Nox? Yeah, yeah, no, I, obviously it, at the time, especially for EG videos, she made some banger content for those yeah. videos. Yeah, so like, I wasn't around in 2020, but like, I watched that one back and I thought, oh my God, this is so funny. And like, I just remember FlyQuest from being the Snickers org and I come back and they have all of these things like the fishes and the BeQuest and the, you know, the beach towels as merch and all of this fun stuff. And it's also like, so yeah, they they had hosted the Odo for their 2021, and I'm, <laughs> as you know, I am from Latin America, so I have to support the players, and uh, you know that come from my region. So I was really excited to see how well they could do. It unfortunately didn't go very well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, un un yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't think we ever did Jose Diodo justice while he was here, which is unfortunate. I think it was really unfortunate because Jose and Palafox are 
both individually, I think they were amazing players, but together they look like completely horrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, we, we don't have to get into details yeah. of it at all, but I don't, I don't think that whole squad was done any favors with the, yeah. the coaching staff at the time. And I love if, if people uh, want to know yeah. more. Deep, Mm-hmm. You could you could go watch any Palafox interview about FlyQuest. Yeah, watch- specifically, yeah, <laughs> specifically his Hotline League one. The first time he's on Hotline League, like he he goes into depth about it. If you want to learn a little more about that, but, a lot but, of people uh, were fans of FlyQuest because of Palafox. I remember it mm-hmm. because Noxra and me met in 2021, and we were like in the same Discord. And in this Discord server, everyone's like rooting for FlyQuest for different reasons. I have Jose Deodo, and other people have Palafox because he's a very hyped up mid laner, like right from Academy, and mm-hmm. he's like up and coming. And, you know, there's all these people who are cheering for FlyQuest because of 2020, because the success of the org and they want to see where it goes in the cool DRCs. So, yeah, it's definitely, FlyQuest is an interesting, it was definitely interesting to see an org that cared so much about their branding. I think their branding was really uh, outstanding to me in that sense that they cared so much into having all of these things going on, like this showcase great, greatness. Everything seemed to align with that value. And I thought, that was really really cool it really i i like watching their videos too like i was like it, they weren't my favorite favorite team but i really enjoyed watching their their content their videos with their players where they do silly stuff and like i thought they were i i really like their teams and i wish nox have had more fun experiences rooting for flag during the two years that happened <laughs> or the three of the last three it, years it, maybe it, it, it was a simpler time yeah, it, it was a simpler time back then. It was a rough time, but it was a simpler time. Look, <laughs> the, the the saying is true, right? If you don't, you know, love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. And right here, you're rewarded for your long-standing fandom. Yeah, true. Well, true. you know, um, so I, I'm going to cut you short there a little bit there, Prime, <laughs> because that was kind of what we were saying in spring of last year, year too. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. That's all I'm. That's all I'm gonna leave it at. It's, it's a great point. The record didn't bear it out, but when the team came together, tell me you weren't exciting. Tell me you didn't put them in top two or top three. Oh, I, I 100% did. <laughs> uh, there, there, there are receipts out there. Andrea especially can pull them up at any time if she yeah, wants I to can. wave them in front of my face. <laughs> but uh, no, I absolutely had them in uh, top two. I, I, as I think, did I. As did I. Yeah, I, I think I will say I did have Cloud9 above them because I FlyQuest, so something I used to do is I, I used to track franchise match records against uh, teams. And FlyQuest actually has one of the worst mm. franchising records against Cloud9. Uh, I do not believe that in the entirety of franchising, FlyQuest has more than 10 wins versus Cloud9. Wow. Like, I, and I'm not, I'm not even joking. I'm not exaggerating that. Like, Go through Leaguepedia if you want to. There are less than 10 wins against that org. And it's Oof. like over 30 losses. You know, it's surprising noting that they do have like some historic connection to C9. Nobody ever called them the little brother. But right now, right now? Uh, I think it's fair to say you can call Cloud9 daddy. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, step back. This, the, the 2024 year didn't kind of start out who, like who's, who's the son, who's the dad here. Oh, I mean, true, true. Uh, the, the son is usurping the dad a little bit here, but in the past, it's it's definitely been a father-son relation. We, Cloud9's definitely been the father. Yeah. Sorry, maybe a little bit of a weird analogy, but I was kind of thinking of it in the sense that FlyQuest was literally born from Cloud9, right? Like, yes. they, they were their challenger team, so... Uh, Bit of an odd analogy, but I think it did make sense a little bit. <laughs> we can keep that going for the rest of this year, but that's that's awesome. So, 
wonderful to kind of hear. And part of the success of this team is due to a young player. A young player that started his career probably with 100 Thieves. He had great fanfare coming in. And it didn't work out quite well for him in 2023. And FlyQuest thought, we need to bring him in. We, we, we need to... Yeah, we're going to likely lose Vulcan. Um, and prior to that, they had Ayla. So they're bringing in... I, I would still consider maybe a sophomore. He is a sophomore, not a rookie, yeah. but he's still young. And for the second time in this year, a second support has been voted Player of the Week. It's Busio of FlyQuest. What? This kid impresses me. I mean, every single week we watch him play, even in that one loss, he was still impressive to me. So I'm going to let you guys gush about this Player of the Week. Tell us a little bit about him, how he's on the riff, off the riff. I'll just sit back and listen to who this kid is. Uh, Andrea, I talk enough as it is. Uh, I'll let you talk. <laughs> okay. I mean, Busio is one of the most exciting prospects that we have uh, in Tier 2. Like for a like for for the 2022 year, like he came up really really fast. So Busio was a mid laner. I know people still remember that it's a very well known fact. But Busio started as a mid laner. He got challenger when he was 15 years old, uh, playing mid lane, and he was convinced to roll swap, uh, to play for 100 Thieves next in 2021. Then rapidly got promoted at the end of 2021. Uh, to 100 Thieves Academy, and then during his during his time at 100 Thieves Academy, well, they were really, really, really good. <laughs> um, to the point, uh, Busio got uh, well during the entirety of the summer, uh, of Academy 2022, it was basically a race between the two support prospects and Academy, which were Ayla and Busio, to see who which of them will win MVP. Um, you remember Nox, the how we had the, the the Joshi camp was the Ayla camp, and then Kobe was campaigning for Busio. Yep, it, it was Kobe versus Joshi, and I think they they had like a skit yeah. about it, if I remember right. Yeah, <laughs> it was really fun. So like, um, Busio's nickname while coming up was uh, NA Carrier because he's very known for his quirky champion pool. Like he was playing stuff like. NASA support and Rumble support and you know anything that you can play uh, he was going to pull it out and bring it up uh, he was during that summer of 2022 in Academy he was playing with BF oh my god BMFX BMFX thank you thank you Nosgore. Um <laughs> and they were very good at pulling out the Senna combos so like Busio will pull out the Yasuo and show off Yasuo mechanics you know like which not many supports can say that they can do a great job, but that's 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 Busy for you, you know? He has the mid laner mechanics in the support role. So he was a very exciting player to watch when he was in Academy because of that reason, right? He had this really wild champion. And I think that's a reason why he had even even when he was just in Academy, he had a lot of uh, already a lot of fans. And well, what can, I, can you know about Busio? Busio actually uh, has a dual passport. He's American and he's also Polish. Um, he doesn't speak Polish, so he, he speaks a little bit of it, but not not that much. And he started playing League of Legends when he was like seven years old. <laughs> uh, you know, all of these uh, Sumers start really, really early. I remember Danny saying that he started when he was six. <laughs> 
Yeah. I I think if I if I remember right, uh, Travis had like an interview with him and like showed some clips of him at season three worlds as like an eight year old or nine year old kid. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. So just just to goes to show he's been a fan of the game for quite a while. Yeah. Well, no, that's amazing. Oh, Boozy is also like even when he was in academy, he was like putting out TikToks and stuff. So you should look him up. He puts out uh, some really fun clips. Like, I remember one of him playing Camille Support, doing a flash combo. Super cool. Like, you know, Camille Support, just a standard Bustio things. Um, uh, <laughs> Bustio also is a Gryffindor. His favorite food is Thai food. His representative animal, he has chosen the Arctic Fox. And all of this, you can f you can find that all of this and more on lcsprofiles.com. Uh, look up Bustio, and you can find more really interesting data about him. <laughs> Uh, that's what I had to say. Oh, also, I asked um, the no notable Bustio superfan, Delfino42, uh, at Delphi.wav on Twitter, uh, for her favorite Bustio content piece. And she mentioned the Ison LCS The Future feature that was done in spring of 2023. It was done with the, the rookies of that year. I don't know if you guys remember that one. It had Jojo buying shoes, <laughs> and it was Berserker, Bustio, and Jojo Pion. Yeah, yes. that was, yeah, yeah, that was really that was a really nice content piece. So, if you want to see more about Bustio, you should definitely check it out because it's it's really nice. Yeah, absolutely, and I'll definitely link these on you know to the Twitter so you guys get to watch it. Uh, I re I definitely remember that one because I was you know consuming any Jojo Pion, but also you know there was the mm -hmm. time that he and Jo uh, Jojo were coming on together. They were the young and upcoming faces of the LCS. Who was there? I think I saw another face. It was Busio. Oh, Berserker. Yeah. The youngsters. Yeah. Great kind rundown. Anything to add, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, Andrea raises like a really good, interesting point in like, Busio's champion picks and what he was kind of picking back in uh, the Academy days. Mm -hmm. But I really do want to emphasize like it's stuff he still plays now. Like just yesterday, he was playing by support. Um, he was playing it in champs queue as well. Um, he also was playing Camille support as of just yesterday, which funnily enough, Andrea just mentioned. Um, yeah. He pulls out a lot of wild stuff in the support position, and it is very, very entertaining to watch. And also, it's not like he's running it down either. Like he's actually no, putting on good. really good performance. Like you're learning along the way. I remember him also. Being very fond of the soy support. You about to say something, Andrea? Yeah, about soy support. I think I kind of uh, missed that. Mm -hmm. Oh. So other other than that, though, uh, I, I guess do, do we want to mention his recent Player of the Week accolade that he has acquired? Yes, absolutely. In his more uh, during the Super Week, I think Busio kind of showed off uh, a bit of a uh, you know really really. Um, well, he played. Let me go by the games. Uh, he played the Bard. He played a the Nautilus, and he played. If I can remember correctly, it was more of a. What did he play for the third game? Third game. I'm. I'm trying to remember. Wait, I have it right here. Best. Why am I looking at it? Okay, he played the Bard. He played the Nautilus, and he played the Nico. And Nico. That's right. The Nico. Uh, Nico. He went two to ten, two kills, two deaths, ten assists. On the Bard game, zero kills. Two deaths, thirteen assists, and a Nautilus game four one nine. Nautilus, a tank, has four solo kills. 
that, uh, that and, was the and, most impressive game for me. And, and he was learning. He was, he was somehow managing to learn to bend the bullet. I mean, the hook around the t- the turret. Like, oh yeah, uh, that that kill on the uh, what was it, Vulcan? I believe. Yeah, it's like, Vulcan on Emilio. Just, Unbelievable! I don't understand how the hitbox of that. <laughs> Nothing was discussed on interesting hitbox for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, that w- that was definitely a riot game. Sure. <laughs> you know what? I I I'm not questioning it. Uh, no. It gave us a four zero lead in the bot lane, and I'm gonna roll with it. They didn't pause for that one, right? So they just kept going. No, so yeah, no, there, there, were, there were no more thing. additional pauses. <laughs> yeah, there were no more additional pauses for the rest of the weekend after that. <laughs> Uh, you see, he's now inspiring me to, quest. to 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 play the the Nautilus. But his Bard game was impressive. Look, they call him NA Kyria. Kyria played Bard this year and he lost. So who's the better support right now? <laughs> uh, I don't Lucio, know for sure. Uh, yeah, that, no, no question. <laughs> do, so, do not do not DM me any other uh, possible players that were in the accolade for that. It's just it's just Lucio. Sorry. No, 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 don't be, don't apologize. We should be calling Kyria the, you know, the LCK uh, Busio. LCK Busio, yep, yep, absolutely, 100%. Uh, yeah, a very impressive performance. Anything you'd like to add? Anything that stand out to you? Um, I, I think one thing I really want to point out is, uh, I think yet again in a trap, the same Travis Gafford inf- interview I referenced earlier of him being like a little kid at season three Worlds. Um, he talks about his time laning with double lift back on a hundred thieves and how it was very beneficial for him back then to be able to like learn from him. But he very quickly started to learn that he did not enjoy all that much having the lane led from him from the AD carry side and from double lift side, mm. and that he would rather uh. be the one leading the lane himself as a support player. And so in comes Masu, this mm-hmm. AD carry prodigy that FlyQuest has been kind of nurturing in challengers for the past year or so. And it's the perfect opportunity to let Busio display his leadership and his mm-hmm. ability to lead the lane. And I think he's done a very, very fantastic job of it so far. This And so I will be very, very curious because, as we mentioned earlier, this is only his sophomore. And so I'll be curious to see where he ends up le- leading up to down the line as he becomes more uh, seasoned and more of a veteran and what this bot lane of Masio can do. <laughs> you know, it's very impressive. It, it's two young bot laners who are really kicking ass on, on the whole, in the whole region right now. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if they're necessarily the best bot lane laners. Um, there, there's an <laughs> argument to be made, in my opinion, for uh, Tomo and Isles currently, mm. at least in lane. But uh, they are always in contention for like the overall best spot lane. They've put up some amazing well. performances, mm-hmm. and that bodes well because I know they are playing the top mid jungle, and that those are our veterans, and they're they're taking care of business. When your bot lane is not an issue, you see the the the, the potential of this team. In the yeah, early part uh, of the, the season. <laughs> no, so, sorry. It was good. Yeah, the early part of the season. Uh, I think I can't remember which. Um, which show I was watching, they did say FlyQuest plays a little differently than what NA or other regions. And so they, they can make a run for Worlds with their style. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that. Um, yes. So I would say currently right now, uh, with the amount of firepower that I'm going I'm to refer to as firepower, the amount of firepower that each of the players on this FlyQuest squad has, like Whippo, Inspired, Jensen, um, Things come rather easily, right? 
um, the way you want to play the game is like, hey, if your lanes are winning, your jungler's life is seen. with a caliber jungler that is inspired. Like, if you make his life easy, it, the game's just kind of over. And so, mm-hmm. right now, what it is is a lot of the times, uh, Whippo is either winning lane or at least uh, neutralizing it to the point of where they're not really having huge map effects. Uh, Jensen, as long as he's getting his uh, signature picks, uh, <laughs> able to also neutralize or even win lane against his most of his opponents, right? And so the being worry point has been this bot lane, right? This rookie bot lane of Masu. And so far, what they've really shown is while they've had some hiccups, uh, like for instance, they, uh, Busio got picked off on the 100, then they immediately turned around. <laughs> Same for the Dignitas uh, game, right? Mm. They, they got picked off early, but then they started really ramping it up towards the So it's a matter of that this squad, no matter what, is never outright winning outside of the NRG game, which was just one really, really bad blunder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at least for the time being, what you're going to need to see teams doing if they really want to punish this FlyQuest squad is being far, far more aggressive. Um, and right now, based off of my very non-professional, low-elo an- an- uh, analysis, <laughs> is teams are, aren't really showing that level of aggression push FlyQuest to make uh, forced errors. Right mm. now, you're almost hoping for FlyQuest to make an unforced error and you can capitalize yep. on that, but they're mm. playing so standard and consistent that you're not really going to find those unforced errors to get a punishment. So, uh, I need to see if you really want to try and aim for that first place spot over FlyQuest, you, you actually got to push them a little harder. And I don't know if teams can do that currently. Hey, we got a whole other half a split to go. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, kind of as we continue to celebrate you know it's worth celebrating we are at the mid-season point so there's a lot of games to be played but i got a question for both of you busio right after the game he said 10k follows and he'll play pike (laughs) (laughs) how much do we believe in this kid i mean he will for sure play believe in him to pull it out or believe it believe in him to win with it believe that he will pull it out and win you know what go next uh, I, I think it's actually not out of the realm of possibility. Like, you have to keep in mind, like, it's a smaller season. Mm-hmm. But with all the weird picks he plays and how well FlyQuest is playing, and if you look at their who they're playing next week, they're playing Shopify and Immortals. Like, I know Immortals is looking pretty okay, but Shopify is kind of looking iffy, right? I, I'm not yeah. ruling that out that he pulls it out. I think he could pull it out. They can do it for the content. Come on, anyone can have do, something. Yeah, do, do it for the content. You, <laughs> you guys got six wins. You're probably already locked in the playoffs yeah. as it is. Okay, so that ne- this is the next question. I'm going to see if each of you have a different answer for this one. Will they pull it out next week or will they pull it out after they lock in their playoffs? I think next week is a fine week. And I honestly think they have the minds. Like, if anyone can pull out a pie comp, it will be the fly staff. Because they have been very good at uh, planning and, like, compositions in general i think so i think they can probably think of something that might work and and you're saying most likely against the shopify team shopify uh, <laughs> okay sure let's go with that i will i will take that yeah sure <laughs> he will just gonna right. make the bike versus shopify it's most likely all right how about for you nox uh yeah i would say just scheduling wise right um mm-hmm. i I would maybe only other team. Uh, I would say the only other team I would eyeball maybe wanting to pull it out against is Dignitas. But the thing is, Dignitas is bot lane. I mm-hmm. I actually have a lot yeah. of respect for yeah, main. So I would say, yeah, it, it, it's it's looking like a Shopify angle next week. If if they're going to pull it out, that's the game. Man, he's gonna pull it out against Zazel. <laughs> he's gonna show him the junksters are here. 
Yes. Show them who the true MVP of NACL was last Damn. year. Or the year previous, rather. Yeah. <laughs> I got to warn you, though. Shopify has has a reputation right now. And their For, reputation yeah. is they can only beat good teams. If they prove it, I don't know. Is C9 a good team? Uh, <laughs> that's starting to lead down a rabbit hole. I don't know if we want to go down or not. Uh, and they also beat NRG in their most recent matchup. Um, and so, hey, uh, I wouldn't... I wouldn't uh, Shopify is funny you know? like that. It is just like product content. You're probably fine. I think they can All do right. it. We I have two yeses and most likely this upcoming week before the break. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Knox, for joining us. And thank you, Andrea, for the background on Lucio. Uh, we are able to celebrate FlyQuest in its entirety. So any kind of sign off? What are you up to for the upcoming week? You know, how are you enjoying the break that we're going to get, the forced break that we're going to have for LCS? <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know what to do during the break. I guess I'll go do IRL stuff and be a responsible human being. That sounds kind of gross, but I guess I should go do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Imagine having to do IRL stuff. Right? Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't recommend it. If you, if you can ignore your responsibilities and just focus on League all day, uh, by the way, this is not official advice, but you should go do that. <laughs> you hear that, kids? Drop out of school to watch League. Drop out of school, pursue your dreams of being a League of Legends pro. <laughs> this is the whole, what the whole region has been about. Uh, so how about for you, Andrea? IRL stuff too? Forced? No, unforced. I'm just going to watch other regions. <laughs> <laughs> other regions to watch. That's, There's that's so fun. much real things to watch. There's See, too that much. That just goes to show you, you're, you're the true League of Legends. Uh, you, you actually watch other regions. I, I'm just a dirty little NA fan who, who's only a fan of one team. I mean, I, 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 don't, don't do what I do. Be, be Andrea. Maybe. Oh, well, uh, it's fine. You're, you're, you're a fan of a region now. That that Yay. the region hasn't died yet, right? Right. <laughs> right. Knock on right. wood. Oh my gosh, we haven't. You're gonna yeah, need to bring on positivity. Positivity. Bring in some more of those wood from the trees. We are saving trees, by the way, and saving the ocean. Oh my gosh, I didn't even get a chance to tell you one of my favorite moments was the 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 fish tank kind of prediction. Yeah, the fish mm, predictions were amazing. Gods. The fish gods. Yes, gods. Uh, that was it a was great so time. hilarious when they predicted. FlyQuest not to win, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, th th there were some questionable moments with those fish, but uh, it's fine. It, it ended up paying paying off later on down the line. You know, That's the fans in, like, they had different names for them. In The Spanish-speaking fans had different names for the fish than the English-speaking fans. <laughs> no Do way. Do you know that, Nosbar? Wow. I actually yeah, did because, not know that. So, yeah. I, real quick, out of curiosity, what, what do you remember what some of the I names were? I don't remember the names, <laughs> but yeah, it's okay. fish. It's fish. It's fish. Oh my god, I can't speak. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember watching these streams, and it was like because a lot of Spanish-speaking fans were following Flyquest because of Jose Leodo. He has mm. a huge following, like huge following. So yeah, the fish will have uh, I always Spanish remember names. Jose being like on the YouTube page, mm -hmm. and like the views would just explode, like. Tr triple fold of like what it was normally and yeah so, like that that man had a following and he still to this day has a yeah, following. He has he's a it. popular dude he's very popular <laughs> so good so good well folks if this show hasn't convinced you yet or in the beginning before listening to this show hasn't convinced you yet i hope now you have many many more reasons to be a fan of FlyQuest, to be a fan of busio to be just a fan in general so everyone 
do the right thing, be a fan. Goodbye now. Bye. Damn it, oh. you